a good Nair of Shabbos. We have this week Pashas Vayeshev, Shabbos Hanukkah, a unique situation where we have Shabbos Hanukkah being Pashas Vayeshev. There's so many messages of Hanukkah that we take from Pashas Miketz. This year we have a special, special chizuk in Pashas Vayeshev that is so, so, so important for us these days. As we are going through a Hanukkah, if I may, feeling the gullus like we perhaps have never had. People are feeling uncomfortable, people following the news day in, day out, whether it's soldiers being killed, stories about what the captives have been going through, stories about anti-Semitic attacks. There's a lot of, lot of despair. Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, that's taking over Yidin. And I want to share with you how the Yontif of Hanukkah, which is specifically the Yontif that's in the darkness and brings out Oyer, seeing the light in the Chayshech. Hanukkah was the most unique of our Goliaths as it took place in Eretz Yisrael, not when we were in exile. It took place slowly. It wasn't dramatic. It was slowly living and getting more and more distant. And Hanukkah, showed us the most magnificent chizuk possible. When the situation looks so bleak that you cannot see it go good from here, which is how people are expressing their feelings. You need to look. There was a situation where they came in to the Beis HaMikdash. They defiled everything. You need to understand. There was no hope. Kirsch Baruch Hu does the most amazing thing. He shows us, you thought there was no hope, we find that light. Now we gave up hope, one light, that's not going to do it, that's not enough. First we complained we didn't have, now we complain it's not enough. Kosh does the unthinkable, the most amazing nace. He says, don't worry, just show me you care. Put it, show me you want and I'll deliver. And Kosh delivers the most amazing nace of Hanukkah. That's on a spiritual level. Let's move on. We have an entire nation that was either killed by the Greeks for not wanting to drop our Torah, or unfortunately, the majority that dropped it. You need to realize the percent of Chalal Yisrael that threw in the towel. It was the most depressing time to live. It was different than every other Gullus, where they forced us, they killed us, they pushed us. They made us give it up. The darkness, the chayshech means they made Klai Yisrael, quote-unquote, willingly walk away from all this and say, what do you need this all for? And Klai Yisrael's situation was so bleak. There was a few, uh, just about a little more than a million of Yidin that were holding strong and holding faithfully. And guess what? Was there even a chance to fight? Was it even worth fighting? Tells us Rashi in Parshish for Sabracha, there were 13 people, the Hashmanayim, and they fought against the mightiest army, the Greek Assyrian army, the greatest world power. 13 people. I ask you, is that not a reason to despair? Is that not a reason to give up hope? What happens? Not 13 people. Mighty strong people. Thirteen people who sat in Kail, Kehanim. They walked 
with their Gemaras in hand. Their beer is knocked out of the gym. And they went and they won. Could you imagine what it means, back in the day? you imagine how the situation that looked beyond hope turned so light and bright? My dear brothers and sisters, the situation today is not good, but it's not as hopeless as it was back in the day. Back in the day, spiritually and physically, as we pointed out, there was no hope. But look what HaKash Baruch Hu did for us. It was Rabbi Adni Atim, Shoyim Yad Tzadikim, right? It was literally looked the worst it could be. HaKash Baruch Hu tells us, in the Chayshach, you will see me in a way that you never saw me before, as I will shine bright for you. Just hold on. Today is a Yantif of Hanukkah. We will use more than we ever have for Chizuk. Imagine how people felt back in the day and how quickly things turned around. Today we can be in that same situation. We just have to hold on. We just have to want. If you look at the Lashna, the Gemara, it says Bikshu, they searched for the clean, for clean oil. And that's why they found. If they would have just seen the big pile of defiled oil and picked up their hands and said, ah, forget about it. They would never have found it. Because Baruch made it hidden very deep and far in that if we're going to push for it we're going to find it the light is in the world it comes into the nearest hanukkah bikesh bakasha if we're going to search for it and want it it's there it's in us imagine how far the yidden were back in the day during this man of the greeks they came running back look how the chayshech of october 7th brought about the light in so many yidden so too, it's going to bring the light into the Yidden like ourselves that are looking for chizuk. We're looking to understand. Instead of walking around de- feeling dejected and broken and feeling forsaken, we need to feel that it is in the chayshach that the light comes bursting forward. And remember, no Yid is ever far. We just need to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Happen to the light that Hanukkah brings. By Yomim Ahim, Basman Just like back in the day, we were Zaycha and fortunate to get this burst of light and energy in the darkness. It's exactly what we could do now. I want to finish with a story. A story that Akadj Baruch chose should go viral. He chose it in an interesting way. Last month of Shabbos was the Aguda Convention. And we know it's a feature. Over 100,000 people logged in to this event on Matzah Shabbos, as they announced, besides the thousands of people that were sitting in the room. And they could have chosen many of the miracles of the inspirational stories. They chose a specific story. They had a video of a father and a son, the Litov family, with a father and a son, a 19-year-old boy named Akiva Litov. And they shared a story. And I'm not even sure if people appreciate this point of the story because the story has so many beautiful aspects in a very, very, very quick nutshell. Akiva was a boy who fell out of our system, as we'll call it, and he was struggling with Yiddishkeit. He went on and he found a lot of pleasure 
in various parties, as he says himself, similar to the party that took place on October 7th. And he struggled, and he would go to these parties. But he still says he never lost his faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he always felt bad about what he was doing. And he decided he wants to stay connected despite his Chilul Shabbos. And that's hard. Human nature is, I'm desecrating Shabbos, let me do it all the way. And he went to his, his father's Rebbe, I think it was. He went to someone, and the person advised him he should pick his father's Rebbe, advised him, pick one thing you won't do on Shabbos, even though you're doing Chilul Shabbos. He says he was a chain smoker, who didn't, literally a chain smoker. And he decided that although he's going to be driving to parties on Shabbos, and he's going to be doing everything else, he will not touch a cigarette. He won't do it on Shabbos. Amazing. He was sitting in the car, traveling a few hours, all his friends are smoking. He wouldn't touch a cigarette. And one of his friends turned to him and he says, Akiva, what are you what are you thinking? And Akiva turned and he says, in Shemayim, when they're looking down, they're saying, look at these kids disregarding Shabbos. Hashbahu will tell them, Allahim. But look at him, he's not touching a cigarette for me. And he goes on to say in this chus of how he kept his one non-chil Shabbos, this Rosh Hashanah, he said, maybe going to parties on Shabbos is really not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is someone who recognized that he had a relationship with Hashem despite what he was doing wrong. He went ahead to his, his father's Rebbe and he turned to his father's Rebbe again who led the family and he shared it and he said, you know, I mean, he wants to take on Shabbos fully. He said, amazing. But he said, I want piece of advice. Even if you're not desecrating Shabbos, make sure you're never in an environment where there's Chilol Shabbos or just hard to keep Shabbos because you're just going to put yourself into a difficult situation. Even though you're traveling somewhere before Shabbos and there's no direct Chilol Shabbos, I, I recommend that you stay away. It was the Thursday night before October 7th. He was with his friends who were not sharing Shabbos and they said, let's go to this party on October 7th, in the south of Eretz Yisrael. And he said, I can't go. They said, please, you don't have to, we'll go before, we'll leave after, we'll stay around the whole Shabbos, you don't have to do any Chil Shabbos. And he's like, I can't be in that here. And he begged them and convinced them, for his sake, could they please come to Moran and spend Shabbos with Shimon Bayechoy in Moran. He says he doesn't know how, but he convinced his friends. And because they loved him, they said, you know what, we'll come with you. The end of the story is obvious. He, they all came. They spent Shabbos in Iran only to find out what happened that night, that morning, that evening, that all of his friends were killed out. And he spoke about the very good friend of his that he lost, who unfortunately went to the party. So obviously the Hashkocha, Shabbos protects, but there's something I took out of the story, which is so important. That is, that someone who was being Michal Shabbos, most people in that situation say, I'm so far, I'm so bad. And you give up hope. He didn't. And he said, I still believe. And I said, you know what? I'm doing so many things wrong. Let me keep something. Let me keep Shabbos. And he stayed connected in that one way. Because he didn't write himself off. That's the chizuk. To finish off with the connection to Pashas Vayeshev, Yaakov Avinu, son, gets destroyed. They bring his shirt full of blood. It's pretty obvious that it's all over. It's clear to Yaakov, seemingly, 
There'll never be 12 Shvatim again. Vayimoyen lehisnachim tells us the Torah that Yaakov Avinu refused to give up. He said, I'm not giving up. It looked so bleak. He said, I'm still staying. I'm still trying. And as we know, the end of the story is it all came back because he didn't give up and he didn't get broken. Remember, Akivalitov didn't throw in the towel. Yaakov Avinu, his, you know, it's called grandfather, taught us we don't throw in the towel. Hold on. In the schus of holding on and not breaking, we should be zeicha by Yamamahim, just like the darkness back then turned into the most brilliant light shining forward with these miraculous nisim saving our lives and bringing the base of Mikdash back towards glory. We should be zeicha today. Our lives should be safe. And we shall return to the base of Mikdash where the light will be glorified. A good Shabbos and a Freyach and Hanukkah.